just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kids, do you want to go listen to some weird European metal albums and raise some demons? Can we pass? Hard pass. Get in the van. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. I'm Neve. And we're a father and son and daughter duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Yeah. (laughs) What he said. Yeah, so today we have a special guest, Neve. Hello. Neve is our middle daughter and has not been on the podcast yet, so this is her first time. It's been a long time coming. Neve, do you have anything you'd like to say? I like totals. <laughs> Tell us a little about yourself quick. Well, I'm a college student, pretty busy. That's why I have not been on yet. Uh, they caught me at a good time between work and school, so here I am. Yeah, and we also caught you for an awesome flick, too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Whoa. Spoilers. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah, so in case you haven't read the title, we are covering 1987's The Gate. 87? Yeah. I thought it was like 84. No. I thought this was earlier, jeez. Honestly, I didn't even know the title of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So now, I will read from IMDb. IMDb says, Kids left home alone accidentally unleash a horde of malevolent demons. From a mysterious hole in their suburban backyard. Suburban. Yeah, that sums it up. The director. <laughs> <laughs> the director is Tybor. Ooh, this is a rough one. Takax. It stars Stephen Dorff, Krista Denton, Louis Tripp, Kelly Rowan, Jennifer Irwin, and a bunch of other people. Joe Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest appearance by Joe Mama. <laughs> Next up, I've got a trailer that we're definitely going to listen to. Oh, God. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs. Someone has opened the gate. This is weird, tearing sound. There, in the decomposed corpse of her dead father. Oh no! He's tearing out air by the hands. I'm calling the police. You got demons. Demons? What kind? You've been 
They have opened the gate. Pray it's not too late. Wow, what a trailer. Oh, Dad. Dick Cheney started the Iraq War. <laughs> okay, <laughs> with that, let's get to the rundown. <laughs> the movie opens with our main character, Glenn. He's having a, it's a nightmare sequence where he comes home to an empty house and climbs his tree fort in the backyard that collapses when it's struck by lightning. He wakes up in the morning and there's just a bunch of Guy's working, cutting down the tree and everything. And he finds a geode where the roots were. And the whole time I was wondering, like, why are these construction workers letting this kid just muck about all his equipment? <laughs> it's 1987. No one's been killed by lawn darts yet. No one cares. Oh, nobody they were even, by then. They didn't oh. even look at him. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody no paid No hard hat. He was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if nobody knows what a geode is. It's a rock that opens and there's cool crystal like forms in it that's it that's it glenn's friend terry comes over and they decide that this is going to be worth money if they can find more so they start digging up where the tree was looking for another geode during this time glenn gets a nasty sliver and he just kind of like bleeds a little bit they do find a larger geode and then you hear some spoopy sounds from within the hole that sliver by the way is disgusting. That was a deep sliver. Yeah. Terry's like, that's nah, nothing. That thing was like in like two inches. Yeah, it was big. It definitely wasn't a tiny one. If you I would have like yank it out. Yeah, if I if I got that, I'm like, ah, and then like <laughs> like ran back to the house. Yeah, they were just chill. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they go rip it out. What are you doing? Squirting up blood. <laughs> His uh, Glenn's sister. Her name is Al comes out and she's throwing away a box with some old stuff in it most importantly a doll like the doll that glenn had seen in his nightmare up in the tree fort um one of those wax drawing things where it's got the plastic sheet and you can like doodle on it and whatever i don't know what one of those are called i don't think i've ever known and those were all over the place when i was a kid yeah there's also a rocket in there and al tells glenn that she wants to be called alexandra now and glenn asks about the thunderbolt which we learn later is just a big rocket and al says it's gone as she leaves to hang out with some friends the lee sisters they got to the mall they got to the mall and then glenn explains to terry how he and al burnt part of the roof and their dad got mad so no more rocket fun that's a very dad thing to do but that that burn did look pretty nasty I don't think insurance is going to cover that. <laughs> well, he said he can't light him off unsupervised, and Terry goes, I'll supervise. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew Terry. I'm like, Terry, you're a potster. Yeah, Terry's cool. <laughs> Terry is cool. I mean, this kid's like walking around in battle vests and stuff. Yeah. But he's got big dorky glasses because he's still probably only like 12 or 13. I would hang out with Terry. I would totally hang out with Terry. We'll get a little more in the Terry later, though. So then, a bunch of poorly animated moths come out of the hole as their dog, Angus, hangs out by it. Terry catches some and puts them in a jar, and he asks if, he can, if they're going to launch him as cargo on a rocket, and then he also asks Glenn how long he thinks they could live without air, because it's neat. But Glenn <laughs> thinks it's cruel. 
So Glenn and Al's parents, they're going to go away for three days because, you know, it's the 80s, but they don't have anyone to watch their kids. And Al wants to do it because she'll be 16 in two weeks and feels she's responsible enough. Somehow the parents agree to this, but one condition is Glenn is grounded for the weekend as a good plot device to not film anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So Glenn is creeped out by the hole, and um, so Glenn tells the story about how Terry said that a workman had died in their house while it was being built, and the other workmen didn't want to report it to the police, so they just walled up a corpse, which nobody would ever notice. His dad just brushes it off, and he's, you know, telling Glenn about, you know, like, well, you know, Terry's strange and angry, and he's just confused because his mom died. And I'm like, well, that's a, that's a great excuse, Dad. Terry is just too metal for your suburban tie-wearing normie self. Yeah, so then after the dad leaves, Glenn's just hanging out in his room, staring at the jar with the moths in it, and one of the moths in the jar just vanishes. So this is probably a good time to discuss Glenn as a character, because I feel like we got a pretty good grip on how he is at this point. He's a loser. He's a crybaby. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, he dresses like a complete dork. He's tucking in like his long sleeve sweatshirts with a polo underneath, and I bet he has a lot of allergies. He might. I'm just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> you know, like he's obsessed with rockets, which like yeah, they're cool, but like I don't know. I've never seen a kid hang stuff from their ceiling either. That's just a weird thing I've always noticed in movies. Cause they're always like hanging like stuff from their ceiling. That's I've never seen that. Oh, I did it as a kid. Model planes and whatnot never seen that before no i've literally never i mean i've seen like movies and stuff obviously maybe it's just because kids are lazy now and they have better things to do i don't know i think it just comes down to those things get super dusty and you gotta dust them all the time that was my excuse for stopping i was like well i don't want to clean this so now with the parents gone it's 80s party time party time and this party seems as 80s as it can get for pg-13 unless you're talking like teen wolf that well as lit as the 900 candles they had lit. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> it is very irresponsible <laughs> as a party can get. Yeah, they even have the, um, like, the handkerchiefs and stuff, or the scarves on top of the lamps. Man, those 80 light bulbs. They would have just started those things on fire like nobody's business. That's a party. So lit. But at least Al's, like, she's trying to tidy up. She doesn't really seem like she's having the most fun there. She was straight up not having good time no trying to get the dog out of the room like yeah yeah she ends up like taking the dog and shoving him upstairs by the boys and how are you gonna have that much fun when you know your little brother and his friend are like upstairs i don't know have you ever been in that scenario no seeing as how we don't have an upstairs (laughs) really that i'd be in especially neve wouldn't really throw a party either i don't have enough friends to throw a party (laughs) brennan would be invited yeah the closest i've gotten is having like Three friends over at one time. I'm like, yeah. So upstairs, Terry is trying to open the big geode that they found, but he can't do it. And it seems like Glenn was able to open it pretty easy just by hitting it with a hammer. And when he does it, like this spoopy purple glow and all this like condensed gas or whatever comes shooting out. And then some weird words and symbols appear on the wax drawing thing. And of course, Glenn reads them. And after he reads them, that's when we get as you coined it out, Neve, when we were watching the movie, 
vape chads. <laughs> They're in the hall. So much jeweling. <laughs> yeah, so then the boys go downstairs where the party has spontaneously died down and all the teens are. This is where they have their big fire hazard thing going on. And there's like a 30-year-old high schooler <laughs> who's telling everybody a scary story. And then some like awkward nameless girl, she decides to get this great idea like, hey, let's try levitation. And, uh, you know, of course they can't levitate a 30-year-old dude bro. And uh, he ends up, after they fail, he sees Glenn and decides that, you know, they should try to levitate Glenn cause, just because he's small. And it goes so good that Glenn levitates up into the ceiling, smashes a light, gets thrown across the room, grabbing onto another light that he rips out of the wall. What a party killer. For real. No, no, the party died when they first started telling ghost stories. The party also died when, what's her name, just started talking about levitation. Like, Yeah, what kind of party trick is that? Oh, I've, I've been at parties when I was younger where they try to do the levitation trick. But in, in the movie here, they do it sitting in a chair. But when we would do it at a party, somebody's supposed to like lay down on the floor. And we called it like um, light as a feather, as stiff as a board. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stupid. Do it people never honestly worked. think that worked? It never worked. No. Of course it didn't work. It won't. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Because levitation's not a thing. That's what people did before, like, the internet. They just tried to <laughs> levitate people in their house. <laughs> Let's throw a party and try to make someone levitate. <laughs> so after the lights break, Glenn also just cries in front of everyone, which that's pretty cool for a party. Yeah, he's a crybaby. Yeah. yeah. Loser. And uh, so you know what that means. That party's over and it's time for bed. Everybody just goes to bed and apparently the party's done. And then it's got like shows Al in her room and she's checking herself out in the mirror. And she seems like disappointed at her lack of development. Oh. Well, that's just what happens. I mean, she's that's what yeah. she's doing. I'm not being a creep about <laughs> it. She, uh, I don't know. Like we can kind of discuss Al at this point. I don't know, she seems like she wants to, like, fit in, but she doesn't like it. Like, she's throwing the party, she doesn't like it, she doesn't, she's not enjoying herself, she's trying to clean up, or, you know, call me Alexandra, like, she's just trying to be someone that she's not so hard that she mm -hmm. just, it just isn't for her. Well, especially with, like, how much he would talk about, like, how they would do the rocket stuff together, and then there's all these pictures of them, like, having a good time. Like, yeah. Like, they're friends. Yeah. But she's, like, acting like they're not friends. Yeah. As siblings. Loser Glenn, get out of my party. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely in that, like, weird in-between age. Oh, yeah, been there. Where she's not quite a kid anymore, but she wants to be more mature. That's, like, how she wants to take on the responsibility of watching Glenn for the weekend and everything. So, yeah, you guys picked up on it. Yep. We've been there. I know. We always catch running, checking himself out in the full-length yeah. mirror. <laughs> Brennan, you still don't have a nice butt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Terry gets up, and he decides that he needs to go take a leak. This is when Glenn gets he gets spooked out by some moths outside. You know, and the shadows are coming in the room and everything. Ooh. And while that's happening, Terry leaves the bathroom, and on his way to return, guess who does return? His dead mom, who's at the front door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens, and it's just more vape coming in. Of course, you know, I mean, as a kid, he's down for his mom being back. And so they embrace, and they're hugging. But then, to his horror, he realizes he's just hugging the dead dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Angus. 
Oh, yeah. You guys were not too keen on having a dead dog in this no. movie, were well, you? were you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I knew the second the mom goes, don't forget to give the dog his medicine. I'm like, dude, they're either going to screw that up. Like, you know Chekhov's gun? Yeah. What about Angus's pills? <laughs> like, if you establish that a dog needs pills in the first act, that dog has to die or have complications because of the pills. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as... I, I knew they were just... Someone was going to mess that up for the dog. I knew it. Well, we don't know that the they forgot the pills. Dog still died. Yeah. And I knew the dog was going to die. And I told you, if this dog dies, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to spoil the ending for you. Straight up, dog was dead. Yeah. And he just, like, flops it on the ground. Oh, wouldn't you, though? He's kind of scared. Yeah, but, like, it, that dog just, like, flopped on the ground. And then he goes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it's, like, morning time and... Terry decides, you know, or Terry goes home to where his dad just left a note on the fridge saying, away on business, be back later. It's like, what kind of business is this? He takes a bite of the cold pizza on the counter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that house is definitely needing what back in the day would be called a woman's touch. Very much the stereotype, just dishes everywhere, cold pizza hanging out, garbage. It was only missing, like... A sock hanging from a lampshade. That was the only thing. It was a bachelor pad plus Terry. I mean, maybe the dad's bummed out because the mom died, but I don't know. I still think I'd keep a clean house. No sense in getting all gross with it. I'd still like metal. Dudes can still clean. Yeah, we can. Man up, dudes, and clean your damn house already. (laughs) You're gross. Yeah, then Terry is down in his room in the basement and he's jamming out. Some, it was kind of cheesy devil music, and he's like got his rainbow sheets <laughs> draped <laughs> over his head, but he's really getting into it. He's having a good time, and it's here where he makes the connection between the album he's listening to. The album's name is The Dark Book, and the band's name is Sacrifix. And you know, he realizes like, hey, wait a second. There's definitely some parallels with our current situation and what they're talking about on this album. And at this point. We should probably get in the discussion about Terry. He's the coolest character, super awesome, cool guy, cool glasses, cool shirt, cool personality, everything. He is peak human capability. <laughs> anything else, Neve? You don't have anything you'd like to share about <laughs> Well, her? I think Brennan covered everything. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, he seems like a cool kid. You could tell he is alone a lot. Yeah, but... If that makes sense. I don't think he's a bad kid either, though. No. I think he's just happens to be a kid who's into metal and stuff like that and dresses differently, and people probably assume a lot about him, but he doesn't seem like he's that bad of a kid. I mean, it's kind of normal to be a little morbid when you're that age, too, especially if like you have a parent that passes away, you kind of focus on that stuff, but kind of not like how the dad put it. I feel like that was a very dad way of explaining things He's like movie dad confused, like oh honestly when the dad said that i kind of looked at terry differently i'm like okay yeah maybe this kid's like really messed up and weird but like he just liked that metal music i don't he didn't seem like he was like bad yeah and later on too um he does mention that he gets that that album from his dad who picked it up when he was in europe so there's a good chance that that happened before the mom passed away. And so he was probably already listening to metal and stuff like that beforehand. Probably just into it. 
Bad parents don't turn people to metal. People listen to metal because it's awesome. But Glenn's dad seems like the type of dad to be like, Now, son, you can't listen to this music. Terry's bad. He listens to metal. Don't be <laughs> like Terry. Sport. <laughs> yeah, he, he would call somebody sport. Uh-huh. Where is Terry now? What happened to that actor, Lewis Tripp? He disappeared for quite a while. But I have an update. Da -da 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 -da. News update on what happened to the kid who played Terry from the gate. Lewis Tripp went on to change his name to Baff or Baphomet, I guess, or Baphomet, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Oof. Baff or Baphomet Tripp. Why? Because he's currently making, like, I guess I would describe it as uh, like late 80s industrial type music, like a old, really old ministry or skinny puppy. So he wants to be edgy. Oh, he's also a Satan worshiper. Oh. There it is. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Terry, took it a bit too far there. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you listen to metal. That's pretty cool. You know, it gets a little Satan-y. Yeah, but... He read the book on, like, while he's making the movie, and he's like, wow. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> no way. Really? <laughs> well, you know, it's not like... <laughs> you you just like, oh boy, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> it's not, Well, the thing is, though, a lot of, like, modern Satanists aren't really, you know, just about, like, let's go, let's go murder some babies out in the woods. No, they think it's edgy. Yeah, some people do. But, I mean, a lot of it is just rooted in just, hey, take care of yourself, take care of the people you love, and if they wrong you, then, you know, they can get what's coming to them. Deep. That's basically it. I mean... The U.S. government acknowledges it as a religion. What about Pastafarians? Pastafarians? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that the one that wears the calendar? The, yeah. The they believe in the flying spaghetti <laughs> monster. They can legally get their driver's license <laughs> taken with a calendar on their head. I would have tried it. I would have. Honestly, I would. At hey. the Madison East DMV. Not no one late. would look at you different if you came in with a calendar on your head. They'd be like... Well, it's a Tuesday at the hey. DMV. Not too late to convert kids. <laughs> you know. I feel like, Brennan, I feel like you're trying to be extra cool in this episode. Because Neve's here. Dad, I'm always cool. Ooh. What are you Burn. talking about? Burn. I said extra cool. I didn't say cool. I'm always extra cool. Yeah, you're extra, all right. Yeah. No. You don't have the flags. All right, let's get back to this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Al's not going to let Glenn call the parents about Angus being dead because the Lee sisters and Eric the Hunk show up. And, you know, there's a little nice, like, older teen, younger kid squabbling. But on his way out of the room, Glenn does drop the F slur, which that was like, all of us were like, whoa. Wait. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That gets dropped a couple times in this movie. Yeah. Product of its time. I thought you yes. meant like an F-bomb, and I'm like, what? No, that's why no. I put F-slur in my notes. Yeah. yeah. We're all like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can expect that from a lot of your older movies. Probably up until the early 2000s. Mid-2000s. Now, actually, probably only to like five years ago. 
That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I would have rather had Glenn drop like a legit F bomb. Yeah. Been like, okay, yeah. Parents are gone for the weekend. You drop your F bombs, Glenn. You do it. You're leaving the room. You made your point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Hunky Eric decides that, or says that he's going to take Angus to the animal control center while the girls go to the mall and they'll meet up later. The beach. Go to the beach or whatever. Yeah. Even though everybody's just, it's obviously filmed in Canada. Yeah, there's an and, overcast outside. Yeah, yeah, everyone's like sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Not a good beach day, but I suppose you could probably still hang out at the beach, have a little bonfire. I'm just still not over them just like <laughs> letting dude take their dead dog. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just going to dump him at the animal control center. And he like wasn't even that big of a character that I like recognized him at first. I'm like, who's this dude with their dead dog? Well, he kind of was getting cute with Al at the party for like a hot second. Well, what a good way to impress the lady you like. Yeah, I'll take your, your dead, dead dog, dog for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of your job. If your dog dies... No kidding. Yeah. Like, I would never say to my friends, like, hey, could you take my dead dog? But that is a time to call your parents and be like... Right. I, as a parent, like, what can you do? You can't rush home, but hey, let us help solve this problem for you, or maybe contact one of our friends who will know what to do, a responsible adult. That's not the kid's fault. Well, could you imagine parents come home? Where's the dog? Oh, yeah, by the way, dog died. What happened to it? We let dude take it for us. Like, what? Dude that you probably have never met took our dog. Like, Mom, he was just trying to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> he took care of it. He can take care of me. <laughs> Yuck. So then we have sad Glenn. He's going through some photos, which, you know, pictures of Angus and him and Al hanging out wearing their matching rocket jackets that Al doesn't wear anymore. And he's all bummed out and he digs under his bed because he's got a birthday present for Al underneath there and he just rips it open because he realizes that she wants nothing to do with him anymore. She'd rather hang out with her friends. Cry baby Glenn. Yep. Yeah. And it's a, it's a sure launch. It's like a electronic device to launch their rockets. And he gets mad and he just tosses it aside. She's no fun. But yeah, they've got this bug zapper outside that starts going off because of all those moths and everything. So that's going off again. And Glenn gets all mad about it and he decides to unplug it. Only to discover that that hole is back again and undug itself. This is where Terry stops by. And Terry's like, we got demons. He just blames the demons right away. You know, they, they got this idea where to stop the demons from coming out of the hole, they'll just take the leftover pieces from the tree fort and just put that on top because that'll work. That's some good kid logic there. Yeah. Terry shows Glenn the album about the dark book and says it's, it's like the Bible for demons, which... Probably not. No. <laughs> it's just got information that's very helpful for this movie. Very specific, too, about the hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, if it was a Bible for demons, you think it would have, like, information that pertained about, like, demons specifically? But no, it's about this case, you know, where a, the old one or whatever will come through the hole. It's not, it's like if the Bible was about, just about a ghost. That isn't what the Bible is. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, this this album is definitely about a very specific thing. Glenn's not buying this at all, you know, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's just an album. Terry's pointing out, you know, all the coincidences in it. He's like, you've got the hole, and you've got the blood from when you had the, the sliver, and in this picture, 
above this demon. Look, he's holding this round thing. It must be the geode. But he's like, one of the things is to get things really moving on, you, you need to have a sacrifice to kind of go off because the demons can start influencing people and they'll get stronger, but they need to have like this one sacrifice and about how like the album the band made the album and then like a month later they all died in a plane crash and as a man of science brennan is not impressed no not at all you would not be buying this whatsoever what are you talking about i told brennan i believe in my horoscope and i thought he was gonna cut me off (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe i will (laughs) i mean if you just look at it as fun entertainment not actual real stuff no i've heard people like honestly get mad at other people for being a certain sign it's like what do you what like i I bet you're something that's not compatible with my sign i'll look into it (laughs) because you annoy me shut up oh my (laughs) god (laughs) i'd be like brendan it's just not a good moon phase (laughs) you're okay so neve you're a little low so if you want to you can kind of talk a little louder i encourage it you're asking me. Yeah, I'm at, for me, once to to be louder. For once, I'm asking you to talk louder. <laughs> really? Yep. Well, huh. I just don't want to have to like worry about getting all your levels, huh. and it's just more work for me in the future. Really? Yeah, for real. Just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Man, this is going to be a lot of editing for me. Meanwhile, dummy Eric brings dead Angus back to the house because the animal control center was closed and he knocks on the door nobody answers because the boys are downstairs and he doesn't really even knock that hard and and then he goes into the backyard and is like oh wait there's like a hole here underneath this thing so I'll just put the dog in there and just fill it back up because why not he's got other stuff to do then our duo of Glenn and Terry they go out to close the gate using the backward lyrics from the album and Elle shows up you know they tell her about the demons but they they do it in like such a simplistic childlike way that there's no way she believes them and they're like hey we said the words they lift up the part of the tree for it and since dummy Eric filled it up it looks like the hole is gone so everything must be all good wouldn't you know it Al was a nice sister and she picked up a rocket from the mall so she decides that she's gonna put on her matching jacket with Glenn and they're gonna prep the rocket as Terry reads from the sacrifice album they get a little more information on how the demons need two human sacrifices to complete everything and create hell on earth but they can be defeated by a true spirit wielding the power of love and light man barf <laughs> later that night they're having a card game and drinking some milk Ugh. <laughs> oh, oh, it's gross. literally the worst part of the whole movie i'm like milk white milk probably just hanging out underneath those stage lights Ugh. if i ever went to someone's house and they said hey let's go play this board game do you want a glass of milk I, <laughs> you know i probably would have went home when all the demon stuff started happening i can't even believe he made it to the milk part <laughs> That would have been it. <laughs> so their little card game, it gets interrupted, but not by demons, but the Lee sisters. And the boys are like, oh, well, forget it. They're not going to hang out with us. So then they decide to go digging in the closet where Terry ends up like digging out. Not like, even digging out. No. Just, just just stumbling upon the dad's shotgun. <laughs> huge gun. Merely resting on the doorframe of the closet. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, put that down. 
Hey, I mean, that, that it was pretty common in the 80s. People just had guns laying about. I'm lucky he didn't blow his head off in there. That would have been a real bummer of a movie. He was, like, swinging it around. Yeah, like, he was, like, cool. looking in it and looking <laughs> yeah. down the barrel and stuff. Like, man, no, even I was nervous. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, God. I know, I was like, there's the first sacrifice. Just <laughs> blow his face off. <laughs> man, that would have been nuts. That would have changed the whole dynamic of this movie. Oh, yeah, and then, uh... Glenn also finds the Thunderbolt rocket, which is just like this big, thick boy rocket. Like duct tape on it. It's pretty big. It's massive. It's not legal. No. Well, maybe in Canada. Maybe in Canada. It also depends if where's like the nearest city. There's any like planes and stuff that regularly fly over that could also change. Like the plane that's flying over right now. No, seriously. I don't know if that's going to pick up on the mics or not. It'll add to it. Yeah. It'll be like, wow, nice touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan added a sound effect for once. <laughs> Alright, well, this is about the halfway point for the movie, so this is a good time for us to take a little break. And we're also going to play a couple promos for some podcasts that I at least love. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension! of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon-exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Okay, we're back from the break. How was your break, everybody? Oh, it was just, it was just awesome. swell. I ate a cookie, uh, ate two cookies, uh, had some water, uh, sang a song about STD. <laughs> 
it was really cool. All right, and you need. Um, I did the. <laughs> Wait, you got two cookies? Yeah, I ate one on the way up. Man, I just cried in the bathroom for five minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm always crying in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying in the club right now. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the movie. This is when everything's going to start getting a lot more interesting. So that night. As all are asleep, the demon minions arrive, and that darn bug zapper's at it again, waking Glenn. It's like Moth Central on the window, and he's all spooped out, and then the window just bursts open, and a whole bunch of those animated moths come in, and he's like freaking out, and he's like, oh my gosh, I gotta get Al and show her that my window exploded. So they come back to the room, and Al goes to wake up Terry, but then Terry's behind her unimpressed with the boys she pulls the covers back to reveal a vaping dead angus oh yeah just laying there tongue hanging out blood large monster hands come out from underneath the bed and start grabbing at al they're all like gross and slimy i feel like that was too much (laughs) did that freak you out no just i like pictured what that would feel like (laughs) they were just gross i bet they'd be cold Oh, yeah. They're big and meaty. Ew. Like, I don't know how her legs didn't, like, just slip right out from the, like, hand of it because they just look so wet. They didn't do a very good job at getting her either, though. No. <laughs> Terrible demons. Zero out of ten. The two ten-year-olds, like, pulled her back out of it. Yeah, and the one's, like, all extendo. Yeah. And comes out when she's almost at the door. They all decide to do the smart thing and bail. They wake up the Lee sisters who are sleeping over too. Should have left them. Or no, actually the Lee <laughs> sisters were up because they heard the commotion and they just had no idea what was going on. So they just start panicking because other people are panicking. And then, oh good, as they go out the front door, their mom and dad are outside the front door. So Glenn runs up to his dad and the dad starts just choking him right away and the mom's just cackling. And that's where you get the line that you hear in the trailer, the you've been bad line, which I don't know. I feel like Brennan's going to judge me if I try to reproduce it. Yeah, I will, but do Just it anyway do, so do I can judge you, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You already okay. said vape. You've been bad. What? <laughs> Brennan, You've no, you do it. You've been bad. You have been bad. I didn't know Kermit was mm. in the movie. Mm, Glenn, have you been a bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> You've been bad, He-Man. <laughs> do Sean Connery. I don't think I do a good Sean Connery. We went through this before on the Blade Runner episode. That's right. I don't do any good impressions. No? You have been very bad. <laughs> the, only, the only voice I can do is the chocolate voice. <laughs> well, then do <laughs> it. Do it. the chocolate voice. Yeah, do this <laughs> chocolate voice. Chocolate voice. <laughs> do I have to say you've been bad in it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do it. What? You've been bad? <laughs> what? What are they selling? They selling chocolates. Yay! Can we can we cut that out? <laughs> nope. That's in. It's too late. It's already been published. This is live, actually. Yep. That's my party trick. That's our awkward live episode. <laughs> it's your party trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right after the levitation gag, you're out here doing the chocolate. Hey, you guys want to hear something cool? <laughs> <laughs> we do some levitation. We do the the chocolate lady. Good times. But you can make the chocolate lady levitate. <laughs> you smell different from yesterday. <laughs> you smell differently when you're sleeping. 
So yeah, as Glenn's getting attacked by what's clearly not his actual dad, he starts fighting back, and he digs his hands into the dad's head. The head starts to collapse, and then copious amounts of goop starts pouring out. It's so cool. He it looks like, so cool. He it looked, looked like a Cadbury cool. egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he poked through him like he was a Cadbury egg. <laughs> I like that. That's good. After he does it, and he backs away, then the head just falls off the dad, and like just it's like a rotten pumpkin on the on the ground. That was pretty rad too. Like how traumatizing for a kid, or not that traumatizing, I guess. Been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, dad. Why do you think we are the way we are? Yeah. What? Because my head gets crushed like yeah. a Cadbury egg and we're, falls off all the time. We're literally on a podcast right now called Corrupted Youth. Oh, I'm not talking about like it being. <laughs> like bad for the viewers i'm saying the kids in the movie itself that would be traumatizing you really thought they were safe and then that happens okay then i guess not <sighs> good times good times on the corrupted youth podcast again here we are with attitude brennan are we all gonna fight after this yeah no during <laughs> good that makes Poor for a good mom. podcasting <laughs> watching the news <laughs> she has no idea nope She's going to be the middleman. <laughs> it's going to be a real family feud. Steve Harvey's not going to be invited. Yeah, so the kid, everybody freaks out. They kind of go inside. All the doors start slamming shut. The lights are off. Justifiably freaked out at this point. Al goes out the back door to see if the coast is clear, to see if they can get out that way. And this is where we get like this awesome forced perspective shot of one of the minions just chilling next to her leg. Then, like, the Lee sisters see one of the minions, like, peeking in a window, blinking at them, just checking them out, and they freak out. And then, like, a whole horde of these little minion guys chase Al inside, and, like, one of the arms of the minions gets, like, caught in the door as they slam it. And then it's, like, wiggling around and stuff, and it, like, breaks off, and it lands, and it just turns into, like, a squiggly, spermy things that just slip under the door. Oh, yeah. Not gonna lie, those minions were pretty cute. They were thick. Yeah, like... <laughs> they had big, cute eyes, and they are like, Whoa. No. No. They were the worst. They were, like, a foot tall. They were, like, so chubby. Like... <laughs> what school do they go to? Because <laughs> whatever it is, I'm gonna transfer. <laughs> so then the phone rings, and everybody's like, Yeah, you better answer that phone. So Al goes over and answer it, answer it, and then you get the line again. You have been bad. I'm not doing it again. You're not doing it again? Are you going to do it again? again. You've been bad, (laughs) He-Man. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. That's not a camel. That's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, so you hear the you've been bad line again, even this time. It sounds a little better this time, because it gets a little more demonic towards the end. Sounds cooler. And then the receiver just bursts in the flames. And the phone melts on the wall and like stop motion animation. Super fun. I like that. And then everybody realizes that, yeah, the demon stuff is real. I would have realized once the dad's face collapsed in and fell off. Yeah, Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, maybe the hands coming out from underneath the bed. Oh, that too. Oh, and the minions. Yeah, but once the phone rings. (laughs) Wow. Every time we say minions, I just think about like the actual like minions, like the yellow ones. I know, and that's Bob. why, and that is why I did not call them demons. I called them minions <laughs> just to irritate you. Bob, Kevin, Stewart—they were all there. You know all their names. 
I only know their names from the fan fictions. <laughs> oh, Ew. gross. You know that's getting weird. Seriously, you don't watch the normal movie, but you will read fan fiction about minions? What is wrong What can with I you? say? They didn't block fanfic.net at school. You're reading that at school. What else do I have to do during study hall? Oh, man, that's got to get weird. Gruz. Wait, but did you know that it was Bob, Kevin, and Stuart because of that? Yeah. Gruz's so tall and his nose so long. Oh, it's the girls. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. I was joking, by the way. If you... I do not read Minion fanfic in study hall. Only in my second blockade is. Yeah, everybody, they get the idea that the album's going to have some answers for them. So they go downstairs, you know, maybe it's got spell stuff in it. As they're going down the stairs, they show one of the family pictures on the wall. And everybody's, like, dead except for Glenn. And that part's pretty awesome. I I hated that part. Why? (laughs) That's just wrong. That's what made it so good, because it is wrong. It's like, oh, kid horror movie. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That is. Ooh. Yeah. When I saw that for the first time as a kid, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was dark. Like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, how is he supposed to take that? They're just messing with them. They're demons. They want to get in your head. They feed off of fear and stuff. They want to manipulate these people. Huh. Or do you want me to you want me to look it up on Zach Bagans? Honestly, they could have just played from yeah. Ghost Adventures. See what he has to say about demons. They could have just that played tool. like the the Shirley Temple uh, DVD collection commercial on a constant loop throughout the entire <laughs> house. That would have fed off of everything from them. There's just no escape. Yeah, they try to break the TV and it just won't break. Yeah, yeah. They end up getting the album with that too. Bursts into flames. What a waste. That's gotta oh, be yeah, rare. Yeah. Like the, all the band members are dead, and it was just found in Europe. Yeah. That could be one of a kind at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, man. If I was Terry, I would have been, like, mad. I'd be like, I hate this house. I hate you guys. Don't have my favorite album anymore. I would, it would have been great if he just yelled, my album, man, no! That, I wish that's where he would have drawn the line. Like, yeah. you know what? Look, I'm honestly leaving, no Screw matter what. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Or instead of being scared, he just got mad. <laughs> yeah. Took that shotgun. <laughs> walked straight to that <laughs> hole. Made them the sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> he helps the demons rule the world. <laughs> Terry could have been a winner. Terry really could have been a winner. <laughs> he could have been a winner. Yeah, so then they get the bright idea of like, well, we'll read from the Bible. And they take a Bible outside to try to close the gate. And this is where the once the Lee sisters hear about two human sacrifices. They're the ones who are like, nope, yeah, we're they out. They would have been the ones killed. You know, if the demons were smart. Those two just ran inside the house. Easy pickings. But they start reading the Bible, and this is where, like, purple light coming out of the hole, and the vape chads in there are going to town. They had mango pods down there. Yeah, I don't blame them. (laughs) It's just pouring out. (laughs) They were double-fisting jewels down there, all of the chads. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, you know, it's shining through, like, the tree fort that's on there, and then, like, the... Part of the tree fort, you know, it breaks apart and then just falls down and gets sucked in in the hole. And then uh, when Terry starts reading from the Bible, the mist starts getting sucked back in. And then Terry falls into the hole and he gets confronted by one of the minion guys who just comes up. And is just kind of like checking him out at first. There's like this weird playfulness to it. You know, he decides to stomp on it and one bites him on the neck. They're getting into like, there's like more and more of them coming out. It was really kind of messed up when he stomps on the one. And it's just like twitching and squealing. Oh, yeah. That that was kind of 
that still is like, ugh. thought it was cute. Like, yeah, they're demons, but why do you gotta do that in front of their family? Oh, no. <laughs> they're all just, like, trying to help them. That made it worse. They were not trying to help them. They were trying to take them down into the pit, so no, he they... could be a sacrifice. I mean, he was in the hole. Would you not, like, be like, oh, the sacrifice is here. Let's go get him. And then all of a sudden you come out and you're like, oh, my God, they stomped on Steve. Yeah. Steve's going to have, like, he's got some cracked ribs, probably some internal bleeding. But yeah, like all this stuff looks pretty cool, though. I just, I don't like how they look. No? No. You don't think that they're cute? Yeah, but like, why would you? <laughs> no, not even cute. I think they look slimy. They're like stupid thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you going to come in here looking like that? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't think they were scary. So like when I think of demons, I think of like spooky stuff and those just like straight up weren't scary they just were gross but gross works too like honestly if i saw one of those yeah i'd be freaked out but like i wouldn't be intimidated no because you could like he just kicked one to the side like i'd be like taking a baseball bat it's the numbers like how but how are you gonna you gonna rule the world when you look like that when you look them thick what are you talking about (laughs) those thunder thighs have you seen our president oh oh well and i yeah just imagine him buck naked running around in a pit. Please, no, God, no. <laughs> no. See, none see, of those that's demons. demonic. Yeah. <laughs> none of those demons don't seem so bad, do they? It's gross tan lines from all the spray tans. No, but for real, like, I could take down a couple of those. I just don't. They're not scary. Yeah, it's definitely a numbers game. Once they, once, like, they start getting higher, like, like more than five come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, he kicked that one and was, like, fine. Like, I feel like he was ready to take them on, and then they just started flooding out, and it was kind of like, okay, I probably should climb back out of this hole now. Yeah, so that's exactly what he does, too. He's climbing out of the hole, and, like, Alan Glenn helped get him out with, like, a swing, and then once they get him out, Terry starts reading from the Bible again, and gets frustrated with it, and he just chucks it down the hole, and then the hole closes, there's, you know, fire and stuff coming up, and... Looks like they're all done, so they celebrate. They dance Yay. on it. All right, good episode. That was great. That, ladies and gentlemen, that was the gate. When they started dancing on it, I'm like, wow, that's bold. Yeah, I'd be scared. I would not want to even like, like a, yeah, a hole to hell, and we're just gonna dance on it. Yeah, you. <laughs> when they go back in the house and stuff, you know, uh, Terry even says that he's not gonna sleep for a week. Yeah, who would want to? Yeah. He just almost went to hell and back. <laughs> I think he had some closure hitting a fat Fortnite dance on the hole, though. <laughs> like, that would really that put me at ease. Yeah, but they go back in the house, and that's, you know, they find the Lee sisters are hanging out in a, a kitchen closet or pantry. With garlic. So yeah. much garlic. Who so, has a, that a much garlic? Dumb, a dumb amount of garlic. A ridiculous amount of garlic. Are, is garlic supposed to help with demons? Yeah, it's like vampires. vampires. Okay, is that are they in the same category? Well, no. one of them's holding like the two butter knives up and forming a cross. Well, they're stupid, so yeah. Literally, they would have been the two easy sacrifices. Yeah. Totally, totally. Demons really missed their chance there. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they would surrender to the demons. They'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, fine, take me, just sacrifice me." Yeah, you know, and it's not even like a fear thing. They were way more scared than the other kids. They, you know, we should have known that they would have been like that when they had the worst comebacks in history. Remember when they were, like, trying to roast the boys and it was, like, bad? Yeah, like, oh, drop dead. <laughs> what? what? Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd get in a remake. Oh. <laughs>
yeah, with an incompetent director. Um, Ooh, air horns. After the Lee's sister part, uh, they go to the front door because they notice that it's open. And then Eric, dude bro, and a couple of these other dudes show up and they're like all ready to party, but they only brought like a six pack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a party. Like maybe one of them. I don't know. Maybe they pre-gamed before they came over. Who knows? But then just Al kicks them and the Lee sisters out. She's just like, I am not in the mood to party. So good for you being a responsible, responsible person in there. Eve, I hope you would do that. We just sealed the, well, well, we thought no. we just sealed the whole, the underworld. And a bunch of your friends came over. I'd hope you'd be like, all right. No, I'd be like, you know what? I could use a drink. I'd be like, you need a drink. You need a drink. You need a drink. I don't know. Okay, but... Terry would Terry would, uh, drink a cold one. Yeah, Glenn would be like, guys, oh. <laughs> my, I'm going to call Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask if it's okay for us. <laughs> I don't know. Even as a dad, I'd probably be like, kids, this is the time where we're all going to just do a shot. Because <laughs> that was some messed up stuff that just happened. Later on, I guess shortly after that, you know, the boys are down in the basement. They're goofing around. They're watching a movie. And... To you dongles out there, our listeners, write in, anybody knows the name of the movie that's playing. It looks like some type of cannibal movie. They're not really my thing. So if you know the name of the movie that they're watching, if it is a real movie, write on in to corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com and let us know. Okay, can we talk about how they're watching a scary movie by themselves in the basement and the sister was fine going upstairs in her room alone? After all, that just went down. I would, like, sleep in a circle with everybody. Uh, yeah. All the lights on. Yeah. Maybe not even sleep. I would have left that house. Yeah. Yeah. I would be gone. I would. That's true. You could just leave. Okay, yeah. The parents are, oh, Glenn, you were grounded. You can't leave the... No. That doesn't matter. Go over to Terry's. Go to Terry's house. Clean his house. Yeah. Clearly, like, this demon activity seems to be centrally located at their home. Yeah. So if they say, like, I don't know hopped a bus three towns over or something <laughs> would the demons still be able to get them would that still count i mean they got to go on the pit right they would just sit there like oh. and yeah like that would have been a good time to maybe tell their parents go find a way to tell their parents so when the parents come home it's like they got less explaining to do yeah they might not believe them but like you can see showing the hole in the demons yeah yeah. And all, yeah and all this had to do with like planetary star alignments that's gonna be over pretty quick Stuff's just gonna phase out. A few soon. weeks. Everything will get out of alignment, at least. Yeah, I mean, you could just avoid them. Just don't give them what they want. But anyway, yeah, so that's a good point about them splitting up, but movie things. Yeah, but they're like messing around with the geode. They're yucking it up. They're kind of having a good time. Remember that. <laughs> Her name was died. No, we're not dead. Good time. Remember my mom came to me and I thought she was alive and turned out to be your dead dog? Yeah wacky like terry you don't even live there yeah no one is making you stay there terry well he probably doesn't want to be home alone though this is true but he's got cold pizza no demons <laughs> yeah no dad yeah. no demons no no spoopy things happened at his house cool music he has a drum set in his room for real like come on but honestly but does this make terry the number one friend this is true. I need a friend as loyal as Terry. Yeah, I need to stay in my yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. All right, Terry, you're... All right, Terry, <laughs> fine. You're not dumb, you're loyal. Yeah. Straight up loyal. Yeah, so as they're goofing around now, that's when the dead workman falls out of the wall, and they just, like, 
approach it very hesitantly. And this is where Terry admits to just making up the story, but they're still getting closer because that's exactly what you'd want to do when a dead guy yeah. falls right. out of your wall. Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> and of course, as you can expect, the dead workman comes back to life or he's undead, whatever you want to describe it. And he grabs Terry when the whole time Glenn does absolutely nothing. You know, the worker dude probably just wanted his uh, workers comp. Yeah. He's mad. Oh, I hit my head really hard. He's oh. mad. He wants to get compensation. Yeah. Next thing you know is he's buried in the dark. He's hurt on the site. I would probably, I'd probably be mad too. But yeah, yeah let's talk about Glenn doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> he does nothing. Nothing. Until the workman takes him in the, like the glowy purple hole in the wall, obviously going down to the demon realm. And once they walk in there, that's when Glenn's like, oh, I'm going to help now. But yeah. no, too late, dude. Workman's, he's drugged Terry into the purple lit vape hole in the wall and it magically disappears once Glenn gets there. Good time to save your friend, buddy. The demons really should have just led with the worker. Like that, that would have been way more effective. Like the two girls just chilling in the closet. That, no that worker could have followed right there, pulled them both in. Boom. Two sacrifices. Super easy. Didn't one of the girls like pass out? Like, she fainted for a minute earlier, too. Yeah, like, that might have been... dude would have fell out of the wall. She would have fainted. He could have just grabbed her. Yeah. Man. This, these demons, they didn't deserve to take over the world. No. And think about it. If they would have taken... If he would have grabbed Glenn, Terry would have, like, cut his head off. Yeah. Terry would have been... Because he's loyal. He would have been all over saving Glenn. Yep, so that's, like, check one of two human sacrifices. Way to go, Glenn. But the one part of this that is good is that... When Glenn decides to run up the basement steps because he's going to go get Al, he trips and falls. Stupid oh. idiot. Oh, God. So dumb. So if you guys want to ever watch it, we can put it on a loop or something. <laughs> Just him falling over and over again. You know, they always trip and fall. Yeah. Any movie. They'll trip. They'll fall. I feel that was just an accident that he just got caught on. So. It seemed realistic, though. It did. He was in a rush. On his way up to Al's room. Glenn sees some chunky, bloody wall art on, on the way up there with some symbols that you saw earlier on the wax thing. I think Terry did it. You think Terry did it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> messing around. Terry's just messing around. Just trying to prove a point. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like there's chunks of Terry in it. It's like not just blood smears. It's like chunky. Looks pretty cool. What's happening here? Like the demons are just making their house more metal, right? Fire, melting phones, cool blood stuff written on the walls. Maybe they burned that album just because they were like, hey, Terry, step up your game. You got to listen to some really good metals because this is yeah. kind of weak. This is nothing. They just wrote their their metal music suggestions in blood on the walls. <laughs> in demon language. He'll get it. Terry will get it. <laughs> Terry, Terry will know. <laughs> oh, wait, we grabbed Terry. <laughs> we left the cry, baby. <laughs> this, wait, this one's Terry. Oh, no. Terry's like, this place is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got some nice music down here. Yeah, Al doesn't, she doesn't seem to hear Glenn screaming for her. She's in her room. She's getting dressed in front of her mirror. And that's where you see, like, the, like, ghostly visage of the workman appearing in there. And that part was kind of creepy, too, how he just kind of, like, fades in. Yeah. And he's just staring at her, and you don't know if she's actually seeing him or not. But he's got, like, this weird grin on his face, and I'm like, oh, he's a perv, too. Oh, yeah. Al looks around the room and, like, gets creeped out when she doesn't see, like, a dead workman standing behind her, I guess. So she decides to bail, and then 
her and Glenn run into each other, and that's when like the workman busts from the out from the mirror, and like mirror just shatters everywhere. That part was really cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Al just grabs like her her deep deck radio and just chucks it at the workman and hits him in the head, and then he's like kind of dazed, and then he falls to the floor, and that's when he like becomes like a whole bunch of minions like breaks apart into a bunch of minions that part was so awesome like that has to be like a really complicated yeah shot i mean i didn't watch any like behind the scenes stuff on it or anything but it was probably the coolest part it's pretty darn seamless i mean yeah yeah just the way it happens just that it's just a really cool fluid motion when people talk about this movie this is what they talk about is that scene they just people just love it because it is really awesome. Well, clearly they put more of their time into that than the moths. Just saying. Yeah. yeah you're moths not wrong. were bad. It yeah. looked like a Snapchat filter. <laughs> it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, Glenn runs downstairs because he's going to get the gun from the closet. But as we all know, because he goes to get it from the, the gun case, like the bag. But we all know the gun's not actually in there. Yeah. Because oh, they'd taken yeah, it out earlier. Yeah, yeah. But when he opens it up, you know what's in there. Yeah, we do. Oh, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry. Terry. Weird zombie-like Terry with, like, I don't know, rodent teeth. Bites on the Glenn's hand, and he's just holding it, and he's like... <laughs> that was so <laughs> metal. Yeah, I mean, that's, maybe that's all it is. Maybe Terry's just being metal. Like, hey, check this out. I'm metal now. <laughs> metal demons are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> then Al comes in to save him, and... She grabs a Barbie doll and just starts stabbing Terry in the eye with the Barbie doll leg until he withers back into the, the bag and disappears. That part kind of messed with me when I was a kid. Somebody in the closet. That's why it's called the Corrupt Youth Podcast. Yay! It's good for kids! That'll mess you up. Al then grabs the gun, spills a bunch of shotgun shells all over the floor. Dingus. She's yeah. a rookie. Yeah. And then you see, like, some of the clothes move in the closet. And guess who it is? The workman. He's back. And he comes out from behind some clothes, and Al blasts him in the face with the gun, but it really doesn't do anything to him. Neve. Yeah? You're right. They should have been working this workman the whole time, because way more effective than anything that they've done so far. And then, like, the workman... Flings Glenn across the floor. Stupid and... Glenn. Oh, yeah. Terry would have caught that hand. Oh, totally. <laughs> yep. And then Al is taken away by the workman. Which the makes clothes. her what? The... The second what? Sacrifice. Yep. So, I, here's what I don't get. So the demon's, like, sacrificing... Are they doing the sacrifice? Because it's not like, you know, you think of a sacrifice, like, you know, you walk onto the woods, you take your motherless goat, and you stab it. Yeah. But here, it's like the demons, and they take it. No one's, like, giving the demons... You know, it's not really sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice is, like, an offer. You yeah. know, I have a thing, I'm giving this yeah, to you. Exactly. So are the demons, like, taking it and then giving it to the, the old one? I don't know. I guess we should have read that book. <laughs> what's it called again <laughs> the dark book the dark book you know very light creative book. yeah it's a very light book like normal pages it's like the bible but for demons so well you know glenn realizes that you know the key to solving this problem is love and light what would that be why it's the thunderbolt rocket that's upstairs and as he runs across their entryway all the floorboards fall away as he's like running across it also looks really cool yes and i have in my notes here and it's a cool shot reminiscent of the goonies but i think this one is done better 
Ooh. Wow. Oh, wow. I do. Bold claim. Because the way, like, the boards fall and stuff, and they, like, tumble down. It was pretty cool, especially how it was, like, an aerial view. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the, it was very good cinematography. Yeah, and then some minions start, like, hopping out of the hole in the entryway, and they're gathering around. And meanwhile, Len's looking for the Thunderbolt. Then this large, four-armed, four-eyed demon emerges from the hole. And he has this little meet-cute with Glenn, picks him up, and they're kind of staring at each other. And Glenn reaches out almost like, hey, maybe we can be friends? Stupid Glenn. And then the demon, he just leaves Glenn with an eye in his palm of his left hand. And now Glenn's been delegated to witness the destruction of mankind by the Ancient Ones. Way to go, Glenn. Terry would have been been like, okay, I guess. I mean, this is not the worst role. Right. Now you got to survive. You got to watch all the entire human race die. That's your goal. But you know what? You're probably ranking pretty high in the demon crowd then. Yeah, you're getting some respect. He could be. They're like, thanks for the sacrifices. Thanks for letting us use your house. Tell you what, I'm going to give you this cool eye on your hand. Right. It's It's like when the cool kids let you sit at their table at lunch. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there like you you don't you're not one of them, but you're there. Like Gwen Waste, you know, he doesn't like take time to figure out what this cool eye in his hand does. No. Does he see out of it? We don't know. We don't know what's going on with that. Maybe it shoots lasers. That could have been his crown to be the king of the new world and he had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Brennan, if that were you, would you still try and save me or would you well, figure it out? I would try to save you, but right. you know, if it came down to it and one of the like old ones wanted me to be their witness, dude, I'd be honored. I'd really? be personally honored if an old one was like, you are my witness. I'd be like, oh my God, really? <laughs> I'd like to thank my sister, my friend for being the sacrifices. I like how he's uh, cool with becoming a part of a demon horde. <laughs> but meanwhile, earlier when Satanism was brought up there, it's like, well, oh, that's so extra. Well, I mean, yeah, they're demons, but like, it's the one of the old ones. Like, that's super Lovecraftian, like, really cool. All right, valid point. I accept it. Okay, but that, he did not look as good as he did in the book. No, nah, in the book he looked no. thick. Thick. Like. Then he came out looking like the Walmart brand of demons. Yeah. yeah. Great value demon. <laughs> I know, from that picture, it looks like he was going to have big old middies or something yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when, you know, see a girl's profile picture and you're like, uh-huh, and then you meet her. And... Yeah, he got catfished. Yeah. <laughs> that demon, straight up catfished. <laughs> he popped up, I'd be like, really? <laughs> I would have not swiped right on you had I known. You really let yourself go. <laughs> He's so much bigger in the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Were you using <laughs> filters? <laughs> you wore a push-up bra. Don't even lie to me. You can't make it up with this eye in my hand. I'm telling everybody I'm going to expose you. Oh, you're going to be the winner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Talking to somebody, like, making the wood carving back in the day and like, oh, yeah, so could you, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I want to I wanna be a little more buff. Uh, can you give me some, like, make the pecs bigger. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's great. Yeah, and his, he was slim thick, for the record. He had a tiny little waist in that picture, and then he's... He stood up from the hole, and I was like, really? We don't know how much waste he had, because that thing went down all the way down that right. hole. Right. And then, dude, he, I don't know. Those tiny little ancillary arms? What's he, he had using tentacles, that Yeah, too? he looked like a little T-Rex. He had tentacle arms that were just kind of flopping about, didn't really do much. Not mm-hmm. bad. Disappointed. Yeah. So Glenn's all bummed out and being a crybaby about his new position in life, and he's looking out his bedroom window. This is where we see, like, this whirlwind of demon chad vapes start climbing into the sky. Oh, it and looks so out. cool. It looks so cool. It does. 
It looks even cooler, like when the next shot where they show it, where it's already like spread out yeah. over the town or wherever, and it's a swirling mass, and there's stuff, chunks floating in it and everything. Yeah. I'm kind of mad that they didn't show it anyone else in the town reacting to it that would have been cool i think that would have been like news cool. reports of the cloud spreading around the yeah, world yeah 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 stuff or like at that least, like the neighbor i did read that their original intent was that they were they were gonna they did want to show more of like what was happening outside of the house they should have and you know more stuff with like the town being it been more impactful not that i want to see innocent people being like killed by anything i'm not just be like looking up in the sky. Like, what the? Oh, that's weird. Huh. I don't know. Did it really say anything about that they were going to kill everybody? Maybe we were just all going to hang out in eternal darkness. They just wanted to chill. Probably not, though. Yeah, mm. Seeing as they needed sacrifices, what good comes from sacrifices? I love how we just keep getting into the intent of what's happening here. <laughs> we find ourselves making excuses to actually go on the demon side. But they, they should have like showed a little something like, Let's see what the demons have to say and like go down there. Maybe, yeah, they... you know, gotta get both sides. That's good reporting for real. As a journalist in training, yeah, as a journalism student, I feel like I'm in the dark on the other side. Yeah, not everything's so one sided, not everything's black and white. For real, it's not black and white. Journalism's not black and yeah, white. Yeah, not everything's like heaven and hell, you know? Yeah, literally. Wait, <laughs> hell might not be that bad. Yeah, we gotta check it out. But... I wouldn't know, because they don't tell me. They got some thick demons down there. <laughs> yeah, they might sell me. They're calling some of them demons, but there's good people on both sides. Can you say you've been bad like that? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do the hands. <laughs> Do the, do the hands. I can't Viewers, imagine. Yes, do just, the hands. I, my brain is just trying to wrap around what he would actually sound like if he was trying to... Trying to wrap his little hands around Baron's neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And we're back! Say it. Baron, you've been bad. Oh, man. I peeked that sucker up. <laughs> All right. We're almost done. Let's, let's just wrap this sucker up. Because there's not a whole lot uh, to go over here. Sad, sad baby Glenn. He starts getting mad. So he just starts shouting out that, you know, Take me instead, take me yeah, instead. Yeah, whatever, Classic. yeah. Mm -hmm. Too late, Why buddy. Why were you yeah. trying to say that when he was pulling Terry into the wall? Yeah. He was just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. He so when there's <laughs> So when there's no immediate reply, he just decides that, like he's going to take a piece of glass from that busted window earlier and stab that cool eye he's got in his hand. And that makes like the wind pick up. And then, of course, he does what Glenn would most logically do in this situation and hides under his bed. Right, yep. Yeah. But it's underneath there where he finds the surefire launcher and then he gets the idea like, alright, cool, I can launch this rocket. And he goes downstairs and rigs it up to the Thunderbolt rocket and then it won't launch. But then he notices a convenient requires two, bat to, uh, requires two D batteries label stuck to the box. 
which that just was obviously something somebody from the crew just stuck on there. It's also awfully convenient that he brought a flashlight with him that takes 2D batteries, which honestly, I don't even know where D batteries are nowadays. Yeah. No. Like, now it would be like, it takes three LR44 batteries and you'd have to, like, go all the way down to Walmart during the <laughs> apocalypse. What did we have D batteries for? A radio? I think it was a radio. Yeah. Something the giant the, radio. The big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only when you didn't want it to be plugged in, right? I'm pretty sure it had an option. Yeah, but yeah. then it was also weird, too, though, because, like, you can never buy D batteries in the exact amount you need, so you always end up with one left over. And then maybe you're one short. By the time like you'd get to like buying new ones, you wouldn't know if that one's like old or used. Yeah. It's like, oh, did I just forget to recycle this, or is it just chilling? Is this? I'm just chilling. Is this five days old or five years old? I don't know. But anyways, I'm sure it was not like the stabbing of the hand, but it was probably Glenn's whining that brings the the big old demon boy back. He's like, hey, you know, I gave you, I gave you a hand. You know, you could check out the. All of humanity died. What do you do? You stab it. Yeah. Well, and he's trying to let off that rocket. And he's like, I know you're not supposed to do that unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> you, I am not going to take over this planet and have you mess it up because you're going to go launching that off irresponsibly. Yeah, that demon just came up there and he's like, what in the home is going on here? It's like, really? 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 That's okay. when, yeah, then Glenn shouts something. I didn't even bother to look up what it was. I don't know. It's probably yelling about something about love and light. And he just launches that rocket, which when the rocket hits the demon, it's all like, that's probably one of the dumbest effects other than the moths in the movie. Oh, how it just like... It just, it just like... <laughs> sucks in like yeah. all slow. Also that rocket, it, it looked... It, like, it fired off really slow, yeah. and it was like a chunky, like, flames out the back. It was like, like, nah, that thing would have shot off really fast. Not worth using your D batteries over that. No. <laughs> it's not. Gotta buy new ones. Yeah, but nothing happens after that rocket hits the demon, and the demon just picks up Glenn and starts shaking him around. Bits of light start showing up on the demon's chest, and he just chucks Glenn down to the floor, and more lights starting to pop up and it's starting to intensify and Glenn's like, well, I'm out of here, but before I go, I'm just going to stop in by the door and look to see what happens. And that's when he gets his butt thrown out oh, yeah. the explosion. Yeah. Oh, they and he's just, he gets Wait, is that when he was like doing cartwheels? Yeah. yeah. Like butt over tea kettle. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. I mean, what do you fly like? 30, 50 feet or yeah. something like that. You know, at this point, you we were supposed to probably be rooting for Glenn. Like, yeah, Glenn, you showed that demon. But I was laughing. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Glenn, stupid idiot. For real. Like, if he would have been the chosen one and the entire human race would have died, it would have been a shame. Because <laughs> he would just cry. Yeah. Yeah, but then bits of light start shooting through the top of the house. And... They create like this hole in the clouds, and then it just all like there's fireworks going off. The fireworks. Happy birthday, America! Did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't get the fireworks. No, yeah, it's, it's a cheap effect. You can do just shoot some fireworks up. Yay! They picked the wrong fireworks because it was were, obviously maybe fireworks. they were trying to cover it up to the neighbors. Yeah, like whoa, everything's fine. We're just shooting <laughs> up fireworks over here. We're really sorry about trying to invade your realm. We'll go back. Yeah, and then. Clouds go away, and then dawn in the background. But then 
spontaneously just turns to full-on day yeah. in the next shot. And the house is trashed because Glenn goes back inside. But, you know, here's the thing. Angus, Al, and Terry all emerge alive and well from the closet. Hooray for the cop-out ending. Even Terry's missing shoe comes back. Yeah, I feel like this is when everyone making the movie is like, all right, I'll just wrap it up really quick. You know what didn't come back, though? Their sleep schedules. For real. Terry's mom. Ooh. I don't get why Angus came back, because it was alluded to that... I mean, I'm glad he did. Really? But it was alluded to that he died because of, like, the whole pill thing. You know? I think you're just supposed to believe that. I feel like them killing the dog first is... If they would have killed a person, it would have been, like, right into the extreme. They'd be like, oh my god. They don't X-Games mode. (laughs) But, like, going for the dog first, it was, like, subtle and creepy. Yet they still were like, oh, that's okay. He was old. 97 in dog years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So a couple just, like discussion things that i have written up first off as usual is when was the first time you watched this movie uh i was pretty young maybe a bit a bit too young i was probably eight eight or nine uh i thought it was pretty good though nothing really scared me to be honest i think the guy falling out of the wall the workman that was the scariest part just because that was the most like Seemed the the like the thing that could happen, right? You know, at any point, you know, guy could fall out of your wall and ooh. But as for like you know, giant pit in your backyard, that isn't so relatable. So, yeah, that was the first time I watched it. Neve. Um, the first time I watched this movie was Sunday. <laughs> but I feel like you gassed it up like I was genuinely going to be scared. I don't know what your scare factor is though, because Scary you always. Things. You always say that you don't like watching scary movies and that you get scared easily and you don't want to watch them. So I wasn't sure if you were like your mom, where this was way too scary for your mom to watch. To be honest, if I would have watched that alone, I still wouldn't have been scared. But after this experience, I could watch a scary, scary movie with you guys. Okay. And I know I know in our family, when we, whenever we watch movies... The commentary is good. Yeah. We're good. We're yeah. funny while we watch movies. If I can watch a scary movie and still make it funny and not have anyone tell me to shut up, I'll cope. That's, ne- how, I'll, that's how I'll get through it. Next yeah. week, Insidious. <laughs> the look on your I face. have plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if it's a movie that, if we want, we could talk all the way through. We could do, always do a commentary. Yeah. That would be fun. Because that I can get through any movie if I can like make jokes about them. Yeah, I agree. No, well, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what comes up. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, you're I might you're get welcome invited. back. <laughs> you are welcome back. Wow. I mean, you do live here, so yeah. Yeah, try and tell me no, because I'll just walk downstairs. <laughs> I'll just be there. How about what did you guys think of being an older sister and a younger brother? What did you think of their dynamic? It was unbelievable. I mean that in the act, like, it was not believable, because... So you don't think of me as a friend? I think of you as a friend, but not in the, I don't know, 
I just think it was it was almost too much like a commercial and we were like, oh, it's True. it's the no, it's the older sister. They're going to launch some rockets together. And what I did find believable was the whole like friend dynamic. While I didn't experience that personally, I found it to be a believable situation. I did like the dynamic. I, I thought it was it was heartwarming and it was well done. You know, I've mm, but I've never my friends have never talked to you like that. Yeah. I've never talked to my friends' little brothers like that or anything. So I was like, I was just kind of. Yeah, all your friends were like super cool to me. I know. That's why I can't relate, but Maybe I understand just, it. Like, cool siblings. We're <laughs> yeah. Not, like normal siblings. We're cool. <laughs> but but I do as a as the girl part when she started getting all bratty, like I'm gonna go to the mall with my friends. Do what you <laughs> want. Been there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect sister. I've probably ditched you a few times to go hang out with friends. I, I just play Minecraft. It's all like a reasonable relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never, I never thought of it as totally unbelievable. No. Because it would have been more unbelievable if they were like super tight the whole time. But they were at that phase where they were becoming not close. But she showed remorse for it. Mm-hmm. Which she I kind of liked. She did. Yeah, and that brings me up to my next thought here. All three of these kids represent like different stages of innocence. So Glenn is just pure innocence. He still he hasn't been jaded yet. The world hasn't broken him. Where as Terry is different because Terry lost his innocence because his mother died tragically or early on in his youth. So that took away his innocence. But meanwhile, Al is the one going through the natural process where she's torn between like, she's still kind of a kid, but she wants to be grown up, you know, like when she was checking herself out in the mirror, like she just is wanting to be mature and grown up, but she still has that one foot, like still being a kid. Well, first of all, she's never babysitting again. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I feel like... The whole time Terry was kind of reckless because, like, he doesn't have anything to lose, you know? Yeah, kind of, in a way. Yeah, he didn't have a dog. He only has his dad who's not there. His mom's already dead. He was just like, well, yeah, let's summon some demons. Yeah, he's kind of along for the ride. For real. Like, he's like, I can go home after this and not my house, not a hole in my backyard. <laughs> my family's not dead. Well, I mean, his mom. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's getting there. <laughs> he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty dang close, I guess. Halfway. <laughs> but we we don't know if Terry has siblings, I guess. He could. I think maybe like a, if the, if he were to have one, I feel like it'd be like an older sibling gotta, that's like I gotta, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like the houses in that neighborhood are pretty large. And if it's just three people living in that house, that's a pretty big house. If you can compare it to, say, like Glenn's house. Yeah, but we don't know what type of shmoney his dad is pulling it. Well, I mean, he was away in Europe for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, he has a job, job. Yeah. And you know Glenn's dad's bougie because he stayed in that uh, dress shirt and tie until Glenn went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is so bougie that he won't even let his kids see him in pajamas. He was drinking wine for dinner. <laughs> for real. They had an Eden kitchen and a dining room. For real. And they had the smallest smallest grill <laughs> i forgot about that pathetic grill <laughs> sad that's a sad grill how are you gonna act like the dad to call your son sport 
<laughs> and you go out and grill on that. Yeah, but he also doesn't seem like a dad that would actually, like, really get into mainly cooking stuff either. He did wear that tie until he went to bed. He did wear the tie. Yeah, he, he did, bed. yeah. And did you see the car at the end of the movie that was in their garage? Convertible? Mm. He looks like he watches the news about the stock exchange in the morning. For real. In his tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I, Eating I wish grapefruit. the movie would have shown um, parents coming home. Okay, that's my next topic. What would be your excuse to your parents about that mess? Because if you say demons, there's no way they're going to believe you. Here's the question, though. It kind of depends. So, like, let's say the, the, hole, the hole in the, the, the front next to the front door, the one that the big demon came through. Is that hole still there? Did that hole fill itself back up? Is there really a giant hole? Okay, because that's the thing. The floorboards would have to be all torn up. Oh, there would have yeah. to be a hole through the basement. At least. It would have to show through the basement. The basement floor would also probably be broken up showing the ground. You know, something like that. How does... Like, how could you manage to do that? Well, Brennan, this is easy for you to say because you wouldn't have been the one in charge. Ooh, good point. It would have been, Neve. I know you had a party. <laughs> but, like, what type of... That's the thing, though, is that it isn't the type of damage that could be sustained, like, during just a house party. You know, like the light being torn off when they levitated Glenn. That's the type of thing. Yeah. Is that's this a challenge? Just that damage I could have during a party. But as for like, you know, giant hole in the middle of the front of the house, the phone melted. That's the type of stuff that you could start claiming that there was a supernatural element to it. If this happened in real life, I would call the demon back up. Be like, yo, you still need a sacrifice? Because... I'll jump down that hole. <laughs> I'm done. You guys got those mango jewel pods? <laughs> mango pods and I don't have to deal with angry parents? And Sounds like heaven, not hell. And see, this question also depends on what happened with the whole demon world flooding into our world. Because was that a thing that was like on the news, you know? Because the parents know that, oh, there was some wacky weather stuff happening in our town. A claims of a giant tornado in our backyard. That is also something that could go for the kids. True. That's good. Because if it was reported on, the parents could be... They never said where they were going, but imagine them just like flipping through TV and like, hey, that's my house. Yeah. I wonder if my kids are alive. Yeah. And then they'd be more like happy to come home and see their kids alive. Yeah. And wouldn't care about the house. But like, imagine not knowing, just pulling up to your house after a three day trip. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I would go with, like, gas line. Gas line? Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> but I would a gas line, like, melt a phone. <laughs> Here's my second thought. When that geode first busted open, it released, like, a toxic gas into the house, and they were all just tripping nuts the whole time, even down into the party. But here's the thing is that... <laughs> they were high. What about they were the, just all high. What about the friends that, what about the dude bros that came over? Dude bros didn't really witness anything. Dude bros don't care. Other than the levitation thing, maybe the levitation worked. Maybe they were high then. It could be like a spore that was released into the air that's totally infecting that home. And the parents knew, so they left. <laughs> we hit the rock full of all the, the yeah. weird gas <laughs> in the backyard. You know that's where a they're going to open. Yeah. I don't know, I would just go with broken gas line or something. But yeah, you're right. Neighbors and stuff would probably have seen things and... You probably wouldn't get to blame for it. Yeah, maybe they would stand up for him. They probably saw some demons in their backyard, too. It's not like the demons were just chilling out at that house. Maybe they just know. looked at them and were like, huh, they got a new dog? <laughs> <laughs> they got lots of new dogs. Wow, oh, it's a whole litter. Kind of thick. <laughs> and 
they got cute little butt cheeks. It's the suburbs, you know. There's lots of nosy people in the suburbs. For real. All right. Well, let's close that down. And we kind of did cover a lot of the effects that we liked in this. You know, they got that combination of forced perspective, dudes in suits, stop motion, blue screen stuff. I think the blue screen stuff tend to be the weakest. But Yeah, I agree. Some of the shots in there were just really good. Just well, classic filmmaking. Although, for the contrary, for the for the the blue screen stuff, that one shot of all the demon gases spilling out of the out of the the gate at the end. Yeah, that was easily one of my favorite shots from the movie, and that was probably done through yeah. s- maybe blue screen or no seemed composited in. So tying into this, just because odds are we have a favorite scene, and it's gonna be an effect shot. What was your favorite scene of the movie, Neve? Come back to me, Brennan. Uh, that's tough because I did really like the, the old one at the end, the, the stop motion. Okay. I thought it looked really cool. It was done well. It was done. Breathing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that scene with the old one in it was really cool. Although they never really did much with it. It just kind of showed up and was like, ahoy. And then it kind of left. Um. So maybe it was, I don't want to sound basic and say the workman falling over, exploding into demons, but that might have to be it. Wow. Well, what's yours? I'm still thinking. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be that basic and I'm going to say the workman falling and turning into demons with the demon standing next to Al outside oh, as yeah. a close second. Yeah, that, that part was really cool. It, it was so good that it took my brain a little bit to realize, like, oh, yeah, this has to be done somehow with visual effects. I liked that one. I think the perspective of it was cool. How yeah. it was, like, on the ground, and they were standing closer to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And the and it being dudes in suits really works in that favor because it makes it seem way more realistic. And your your brain tries to, like, almost figure out the trick. Yeah. But then, like... They're usually quick enough where you can't figure it out. Like when they're down, when um, Terry's down, down the hole and all that. Like a lot of that, like his legs are kicking around and stuff. Like it's like, it was that forced perspective. I highly doubt that they constructed giant legs to move around. Yeah. But I mean, there's definitely the dudes in the suits and some are like puppets on his legs or whatever. So it's, it's a really good combination. Excellent practical effects. That means those suits are out there somewhere. All right, Nave. Honestly, when Glenn was tossed out the door. <laughs> I'm going to say it. He flew. Yeah, he, yeah, he was gone. Like somersault. No, it was like a cartwheel. In the yeah. Oh, <laughs> super cheesy, and I loved it. Awesome. Okay. Anyone have any final thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, you know, I remember this movie vaguely. I know it's like held up pretty high, uh, but rewatching it, I really realized how like just good of a movie. Kind of went to him like, oh yeah, it's probably just like a B movie, you know, fun kid gate, you know. But it has a lot of like really interesting messages in it. Has really good effects. The acting isn't that bad actually. No. Like Terry specifically, I think Terry did a very good job. He really portrayed his character well. Or maybe that's just how he is, seeing as though he did actually become a Satanist. Um, but yeah, I, I was really surprised at just how really good this movie was. I would recommend it. Hey, yeah, that's the next part. Like, really? Yeah. If you would recommend it. It wasn't, 
Like, like it really I said, was I, a, I didn't know yeah. much about it when I went to watch it, so I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I'd recommend it too. I definitely recommend it because I picked it out and I made you two watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's fun. It's like how I described it to you, Neve. It's a horror movie for kids. Yeah. It's a good entry level for somebody, like if you have somebody younger. I mean, I think like a 10 year old could handle this, no problem, for sure. Uh, some of the maybe not the dead family picture that's quick though that is it's quick. not like it's it quick, was like but it is disturbing though yeah it's it very is. disturbing i'd say that's the most disturbing part of the entire movie yeah. because it's unexpected and there's just, like, a kind of lot of blood shit and it's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah gun was kind of like mm. and maybe the stabbing the eye with the barbie doll leg you know terry in the closet but i feel the the cap out ending or i call it a cap out ending but the ending where you know everybody just comes back yeah. And all, they, all they're left with to do is just explain what happened to the house. I mean, they're in trouble, but you're like, hey, even the dog's back. And the dog's going to die in a few <laughs> months. They're going to forget his pills that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can't find it. They Maybe they're destroyed. Like, Man, did we even give him his pills? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, probably wouldn't have been good if they had called the parents and been like, yeah, the dog's dead, because then the dog ends up not being dead. For real. Be like, what kind of sick joke? Our house is absolutely destroyed, and the dog is still alive you know you could have lied about you know <laughs> many other things exclude the dog maybe include that you destroyed our entire house <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's it for the gate neve thank you for being a guest and thank watching you for this. having me you're welcome thank you for being on and it was fun like i said earlier you're welcome back Brennan. this podcast is gonna be terrible no thanks to you okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps things up. Be a cool guy. Get yourself some Corrupted Youth merch. Everyone's got merch. Visit our Tee Public store. I'll put a link in the notes. So go check it out. Or just look up Grid Current on one word. You'll find it there. And Tee Public. It's the place to go for cool clothes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Drip. (laughs) It'd be really awesome if you gave us a review or rated us wherever you listen to us. We are available on Podomatic, that's our home, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever, and also Spotify. If you want to give us some feedback, send us on over an email because we don't have any social media. So (laughs) you could send us an email saying how we should have some social media or something. That works too. Don't forget to write in if you know the name of the movie that they're watching in this movie. So send us an email at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. I don't know when I should start going in because when it started and then it dropped <laughs> out and I was kind of nervous. The whole point is it's just dumb. Straight up <laughs> forgot what you guys were even going to say. So I panicked. I screwed it up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So thank you to our listeners and our fellow podcasters for supporting the show. Without you, we would just be digging holes in our backyard looking for geodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else. Hang in there, dongles.
Sister, I'm coming at you like, like an F- 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 F